One winter, when I was little, we received a letter from my great-uncle who had emigrated to Montreal a few years earlier. Along with good wishes and family news, he sent a photograph of snow. Their suburban house was almost completely buried in it, and his boys, red-cheeked, wearing thick woolly hats and homemade scarves, sat on the roof, laughing, waving to us. A few years later, my parents, after much discussion and two scouting trips to Canada, decided to emigrate as well. In preparation, I sat cross-legged on my bed and taught myself English by listening to a Beatles cover band singing She Loves You, Ya, Ya, Ya. And after jumping through endless bureaucratic hoops, we, two brothers, two parents, and two grandparents and I, piled all our belongings into crates, said our nervous, sad, and excited goodbyes, left our small hometown, boarded a plane and flew across continents and oceans into our new lives. I understood that things were going to be different, and the first proof of that came with the weather. We left a still warm Swiss fall and arrived in a windy, cold October Canada. The first snow drifted across the bare, dark brown fields as we drove from Mirabelle Airport to our small motel. A week after we arrived, my brothers and I were brought to school. There we were welcomed by the principal, a croaky-voiced, tiny, white-haired woman, and taken to our classrooms. I remember... The sunlight streamed in through tall, dusty windows, and the children sat and stared. When the first bell rang, I was taken into the yard by many hands, and there the inspection began. You don't need to speak English to understand that you look and are different. For one, my hair was, for a girl, much too short, and my stovepipe jeans were all wrong because everyone here wore bell-bottoms. At the end of that first day, I was shepherded to and climbed onto a yellow school bus, sat on one of its dark green branches, hoped and trusted that it would take me home. Over the next few weeks, we had much to learn, including what to eat for lunch. I reported to my mom that children carried their food in plastic boxes, pink for girls, blue for boys, ate soup out of matching thermoses, two pieces of bread, sliced meat, orange cheese, ignored their apples and carrots. The lucky ones also found a small bag of chips or a store-bought cookie. My lunch consisted of a thick slice of brown bread, a few rows of chocolate and an apple in a bag, a somewhat unorthodox combination. My new friends were patient, and day after day, they instructed me on all things Canadian. I am thankful for their generosity, and realize that I must have been a nuisance in spelling bees in which I always guessed not only at the mystery combination of letters, but also at what possibility or circumstance meant. And a nuisance in baseball... I never did understand where or why I was running or stopping. 
Although our differences, the gaps I had to cross, were quite small, it was disorienting and felt a bit like walking on uneven ground at times, or like standing on a wobbly chair. You're aware that your alignment is off, and the wobble keeps you on your toes, keeps you alert, always a little unsure about what is right and what is wrong, as you search your way through the new world. To adjust, to fit in, it is tempting to ditch the old, Turn over the wobbly chair, lose the accent, grow your hair, buy new pants, a new reality. Don't look back. Or, to stop the spinning and the wobbling, you hold on to what was, cling because you know and trust the old. While this brings some comfort, you begin to believe yourself different and alone, adrift on your small life raft, resentful insecure and vulnerable to life's events. It is all very humbling, humbling as you unself yourself, untangle yourself from an illusion that had once been so clear and certain, give up some of what you thought you knew, give up a little of who you were. But here's the silver lining. While it isn't easy to be uprooted, to find yourself on shifting ground. It is liberating. You learn that you don't have to follow familiar patterns and expectations. You learn how to navigate your way through some murky waters, how to explore and to question the old and the new, and learn through experience what holds truth for you. <laughs>